Hi and welcome. I'm Sammy and this is the Aligned AF podcast. I'm a functional health coach and exercise scientist and for the last three years have worked with clients all around the world with their PCOS, missing and irregular cycles, fertility concerns, weight loss resistance and so much more. My goal with this podcast is to share my education and own experiences with hormonal imbalance, bring on guest experts I trust to share their knowledge, and also have my clients come on and share their real-life lived experience with their hormonal imbalances, all to help you gain a better understanding of your hormones and symptoms. Hello, hello, guys, and welcome back to the podcast. Um, Today's episode is going to be all about my backstory and how I got to where I am today with functional health coaching. Um, A couple of things. Firstly, I do realize that this is a day and a half, two days late. I definitely dropped the ball um, and I will go, I will kind of go through this on my flip and flop because I still haven't figured out um, a different wording for that. Um, But also, side note, if you did not realize that the title of this episode is a Hilary Duff song. I just don't know if we can be friends, um, which I'm totally joking, but it is a Hilary Duff song and I'm definitely a hardcore OG fan. Um, and if anybody else is as well, definitely comment on my post because I'm happy to connect and reminisce on the old school Hilary Duff movies um, or, you know, get to know the people that have just found her and How I Met Your Father. How I Met Your Father? Yeah, How I Met Your Father. Um, but anyway, today's episode. So it is going to be all about my backstory and how I got to where I am today. And for anybody that listened to Fiercely Unfixed, uh, the podcast that I did with my friend Tori, you will know that there is a longer version of my story there. And I will link it if anybody wishes to go and have a listen. Basically, um, Tori just kind of like interviewed me and asked me questions about, kind of more the the inner thoughts through my journey. And so that episode is definitely there if anybody would like to listen and get to know me a little bit more. Um, so this episode will be kind of the abridged version of that. Um, but to start off, let's do flip and flop. Uh, so flop, I've been busy. I've been super, super busy. Um, I've been taking on um, some coaches and doing some mentoring. So that's definitely taking up a little bit more of my time, but I'm, it's not a flop. It's a flop because I'm busy, but this is kind of the flip is I love the fact that I get to spend more time in other people's businesses, helping women that are struggling with symptoms that they don't quite understand and really kind of getting the message of functional health out there. And also just knowing that, you know, people who um, are either personal trainers or just generalized coaches are starting to understand that there is more to life or more to training than calories in, calories out. Because I'm telling you that way of thinking is dead and those people will be left in the dust because yes, you need to be in a caloric deficit to lose weight. However, um, and it's funny because I've been talking to my friend and my client Elle about this and she's posted something about it, but let's say that your metabolism has downregulated to, I don't know, like a thousand calories due to maybe some thyroid issues. Maybe uh, you've got PCOS, you've got some insulin resistance 
and you've been, you know, under eating for a very long time. And so then you go to a coach and the coach goes, well, if you've been eating, you know, like 1200 calories or a thousand calories, we need to get you in a deficit. So we're going to, you know, we're going to shave off 500 calories off there. You're under a thousand calories. Like that is, that alone should be a red flag and you should be questioning why is this person's metabolism so downregulated? If they say they're doing all the right things and you can see that, what else is possibly going on? And this is where functional health comes in. Now, metabolism, yes, it's linked to hormones. Yes, a reverse diet can fix it. But a lot of the times I see client, uh, I see coaches reverse dieting clients who have metabolic issues. And what happens when we reverse people is you might reverse them too fast or we're not actually going and doing blood work. And so we start to see hormones rise quite rapidly, like estrogen and androgens. And then we end up with people stacking on weight, fluffy symptoms, you know. So there is a lot more to just calories in, calories out. Um, So that's kind of my flip and flop. My, My flop is I've been extremely busy, but my flip is I'm, you know, I'm getting more into people's businesses. I'm dealing with their clients, we're getting the message out there. And that's, you know, that's what's really important to me and why I love doing what I do and why I got into this business. Because as you're about to hear, I went through something extremely similar. So let's jump straight into this. I want to keep this nice and short and sharp. So my backstory, um, I was always a very fit kid. I did trampolining from the age of five through to 15. I competed nationally and internationally for a while. Um, I did gymnastics. I did pretty much every team sport that you can think of at school. I played netball two or three times a week. I did touch footy. Um, I, if there was a sport, I did it. I feel really sorry for my sister because my parents used to drive me around to all my different sporting, oh, swimming, diving. <laughs> they used to drive me everywhere for my sport morning, night, it was ridiculous. But so I was always quite a fit athletic child um, right into my high school years. My uh, last year of high school, I was sports captain, which was, you know, this massive thing that I'd been working towards for five years. And so that was, you know, um, that was still one of the best things that's ever happened to me in my life. Um, And so then I left high school and I went to university to study my degree in exercise physiology and when you go to university, you know, every, everyone, this happens to everyone. One, you turn 18. So you can go out with your friends, you can drink. And I'm not a big drinker and I never have been, but I definitely started to neglect training because I would be going out with friends Thursday nights, Friday nights, Saturday nights, staying out late, waking up late. Um, and so in my first couple of years of uh, college, uh, university, college, I gained a little bit of weight. Um, nothing crazy. Actually, no, it was crazy. I did put on quite a little bit of weight. And to this day, I still think that I had a relationship end because of that, um, which again was quite um, mortifying. And it, it, yeah, it was not a fun thing to go through. But anyway, I don't have that evidence. Um, but so yeah, I gained... I I don't know the exact amount. Maybe I mentioned it in the other podcast that I did, but I don't remember the exact amount. So then when I finished, no, sorry, I was in university and then I gained the weight. I got out of a relationship and I decided 
I wanted to focus on me. I wanted to be healthy. I realized, you know, how much exercise I'd kind of dropped off. And so I joined the gym that I'm still currently a member of like 13, 14 years later. And I started going to the gym. And at first I just did cardio. I would just walk on an incline or I'd go on the elliptical trainer or the bike. And the weight slowly started to slide off. Um, And then we had a females only area where I went and I'd just randomly do exercises and I'd be there for, you know, an hour, an hour and a half. And the weight kept coming off and off and off. And then finally I was actually under my original weight um, that I'd kind of noticed that I'd started gaining from. And then I met uh, my ex and when I met him, he was a personal trainer at this gym that I went to and he was hardcore into resistance training, super fit. Um, you know, everything kind of evolved around training and nutrition. And it was this real eye opening for me on what I could actually do in the gym. So like he created me my first training program and coached me through lifting and my technique. I actually, I do owe a lot of my knowledge, like my gym based knowledge to him. Um, and I did, I, I learned a lot in those two years. And so over those two years, it did become, it started to become quite obsessive because he was always pushing himself and I'm a very competitive person. And so I wanted to push myself. And so we started going to Kangaroo Point Stairs, which for anybody that lives in Brisbane, you know them. If you don't live in Brisbane, it's a very, very sharp incline of, I think it's like 120 stairs and it is, it's an incline and every fit person in Brisbane runs these stairs. And, you know, we used to, I started like doing two or three sets and I'd feel so nauseous and sick. And then after a good couple of months, you know, I was running 20 sets and just, I was at my fittest, but I wasn't, I was also going, I was like 20, 21. So my body was going through, you know, those first changes where, you know, you really are kind of coming into yourself as a woman, your cycle is regulating itself, like all of that kind of stuff. And so I also was under eating well and truly the idea of a cheat meal was going to grilled, which is a healthy burger place in Australia. And I would get a low carb chicken burger with no chips. um, And that was my cheat meal once a week. So that happened for about two years. And I definitely, I looked amazing. And at the time, I don't remember thinking like I'm unhappy because I was happy. Like sport and fitness has always made me happy. That's always where I felt completely comfortable. Like I'm one of those people, I just trust my body when it comes to sport. And I think because I did a sport like trampolining, it's an aerial sport. You have to trust your body. You've got to know where you're going to land. You have to know that your body's going to twist at a certain time. Like I just, I'm very lucky in that aspect. Um, But I also worked hard for the skills that I had. So the relationship lasted about two years And then we broke up extremely suddenly, um, literally one day, like it literally like everything was kind of smooth sailing. And then this day happened and I was distraught as hell. Like it was, um, 
I didn't see it coming. Um, and you know, like I hold no malice against this person because I wouldn't be who I am today without going through that. Um, but pretty much from the breakup to like six months, eight, nine months post breakup was just the shittest time of my life. It was just, it was horrible. We were both in each other's circles and it was like, I, I just, I couldn't escape him, but then I also felt like I didn't want to escape him. Um, and it was just, it was a very shit time, but literally, so we broke up. That was a massive stressor for me. I just, I still remember that day. And then the next morning I woke up and I was sick. I was sick as hell. I was vomiting. I was dry reaching. And it got to this point where my sister was just like, you are not okay. Like I'm taking you to the hospital. And so when I got to the hospital, I, you know, I said to them, I'm like, I just broke up with my boyfriend yesterday. This is just stress. And they were like, look, let's just do some scans. Cause you know, you don't look great. Um, and it turns out that my appendix was about to burst. Um, so I went in for emergency surgery, my appendix burst during my surgery. And then I had to spend seven days in hospital with basically like not many visitors. Um, like my parents would come visit me and stuff like that, but it's seven days on your own. You've just gone through a traumatic breakup and you've then also experienced having to go through surgery. So massive stressor for a good two to three weeks. I didn't allow myself to recover properly. Like I literally got out of the hospital and the doctor's like, you know, take six weeks off the gym. Pretty sure I was back in the gym like two weeks later because I was just going like crazy at home and just overthinking. And I just, the gym was like my safe place. During all this, I was severely under eating as well. Like I was barely eating. Um, And so I definitely lost more weight post-surgery. And then I decided, so I started training at a new gym and I met um, one of the personal trainers there who said to me, you know, like he'd (laughs) old school bodybuilder. He's like, you know, I got into bodybuilding because I went through a bad breakup and it's so good. It's like such a good mind shift thing to, you know, switch from that over to this and to put everything into it. And at the time I thought, oh, this is such a great idea. And it, it wasn't. Um, but so I decided to prep for my first comp. So I think I was like maybe 22 at this point. Yeah. 22. Cause I competed 2013. Um, so it was 2012 and already I'm under eating. I'm already overtraining. And so Ricky kind of looked at me and he was like, you know, we need to do. And actually for like old school bodybuilder, he was actually pretty like knowledgeable. And he's like, for the first couple of weeks, you know, we're going to kind of do like a little bit of a reverse, get your calories up higher. So then we can, you know, really cut you in the last 12 weeks. And I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. No, I did not lift my calories at all. And on top of that, I started running and I love running. I still do. Um, The run is high, the freedom. I don't know what it is, but so I took up running on top of my two, one to two training sessions a day and my under, under nutrition, under eating, (laughs) under consuming nutrition. Um, And so I did that for eight to nine months leading up to my first comp. And so I got on stage and I was flat as hell. Like I, I was lean, but I was flat as hell. Like I, I really didn't follow it. And then also 
something I will note is from probably the last two months of my relationship, I knew things, things weren't good. And it wasn't that things weren't good between us. It was that he was doing stuff that I knew in my, I knew in my gut something was going on, but I didn't listen to my gut. And so my outsource for that was I started to binge eat and he was a security guard and he would work Friday, Saturday, Sunday nights. And so Friday nights, he would literally leave the house and I would get in the car with the dog and I would drive down to the local IGA and I would buy a pizza, a box of ice creams and come home and I would literally eat the whole pizza, all the ice creams, and then I would walk next door to the next door neighbor's bin and I would put it in their bin so that if he ever opened the bin, he would never know that I binge ate. And I was also buying like blocks of family sized chocolate and I was eating those and I was hiding the wrappers in the back of the couch. Like it was messed up. So that also then bled into like that eight, nine months leading up to my comp. And I didn't really pay too much attention because I was still like such in, I was just not in a very good place. And so I competed and my ex was actually at the comp. And I just remember getting off stage and kind of thinking to myself, what did I do this for? Like, I didn't do this for me. I did this to prove to someone that I didn't need them. Like it was, you know, like I'm 22 years old, like my mental, my, my thinking was not in a very clear place. So it was after that comp that I decided to cut contact with him. And I decided that I kind of wanted to spend a little bit of time like getting to know myself and being single and just learning like how my body worked. And I probably spent again, like maybe like another eight, nine months of doing that. And I actually did get my calories up. And so I stopped like overtraining and I kind of went more to running and for good, like for a good eight to nine months, I actually wasn't doing too badly. So at this point, we're looking at almost three years, like the relationship and then the competition. We're looking at almost three years where I underate, overtrained, was stressed out, was just emotionally stressed out. I'd been through surgery. I'd had, I think I had four rounds of antibiotics because my appendix burst. And so I was having some complications with that as well post-surgery. So all of that. And I never reverse dieted. I never, ever reverse dieted. I just know that I kind of ate a few more calories for, you know, a couple of months. And then I met my fiance, my current fiance. Um, And when we started seeing each other, we could really only catch up on Sundays originally. And then it got to the point where we started catching up on like Saturday nights and going for dinner. And all of that, that kind of continued for like a good four, four or five months. And then we moved in with each other December, 2023, at 2023, 2013. Um, and then I remember we were going out and having more takeout. Like we were in our dating phase. So we were going out, we were eating food. And I just remember being so fluffy and I would get on the scale and I would gain like four kilos, which had never happened to me before. And so I said to Hayden, like after a couple of months, I was like, look, I've gained like 10 kilos and I really don't like, 
I just need to kind of, you know, feel better and get back into, you know, my nutrition. And he was so supportive. He's like, yep, cool. Like I'll do it as well. And so I started doing all the things that used to work for me, which was cutting my calories, upping my training, getting my runs back in. And my body didn't shift. If anything, I gained like another two kilos. And so I spun my wheels for a while, like probably another six to nine months. And then I just kind of went like this, the scale was just climbing. And after nine months, I'd gained 28 kilos, 26 kilos, sorry. I'd gained 26 kilos in the space of like eight to nine months, which is something like 50 pounds. And this was running, training every day for 60 to 90 minutes in a caloric deficit, like somewhere, I again, maybe somewhere around 1200 calories. I don't know, maybe lower. I honestly can't remember. Um, but doing, I'm um, bunny, bunny earring, doing all the right things, all the, all the right things that I thought were right and that my body had responded to previously. And so I gained all that weight. I was super fluffy and I just kind of went, no, something else is up. And so I started to research and I came across, you know, hormones. And I remember from my degree that, you know, I'd done um, physiology and advanced physiology. And I just, I remember talking about hormones, but I didn't really understand like the concept of hormones. And so I actually follow, um, I followed this girl on Instagram, Sarah, Sarah Lawrence. Um, and I was going through her Instagram and I was literally looking at the journey that I had been through on the screen. So I reached out to her and I said to her, like, you know, I think I'm going through what you're going through. Can you please point me in the right direction? And she um, told me about this female clinic on the north side. And so I booked an appointment and I went and saw this lady. And she goes, before actually, before I got to this, I went and saw four doctors. And each doctor I went to, one laughed at me and said, you don't have hormonal issues. You're just going through a phase. The next two told me to go on birth control. And I did. I went off and on birth control for like two or three months. And every time I went on birth control, it just made me feel like shit. Like I was depressed. I was so emotional. It was terrible. Um, Hayden will always tell people that was, that was not, that was not a good time. <laughs> no one was having fun at that time, but it, it was true. Like I was so emotional. I was so reactive. Um, you know, and I'm actually quite grateful that he was so patient during that because it, it was hard. It was even hard on like, it was just hard on me mentally and emotionally. And anyway, so I, yeah, I'd been told to go on birth control a couple of times. And, um, and then the fourth doctor basically just blew me off and was just like, you just need to train harder and actually lose weight. Cause being overweight's not helping you. And I was like, are you kidding me? I can't eat any less food. I can't train any harder. And that was the really upsetting thing was that I, knew what I trained like, and I didn't look like that. And that was really hard. So I went and saw, um, this female doctor on the North side and she did some labs. And finally somebody said to me, she was like, you have so much estrogen in your body. You have no progesterone. You're not ovulating. You have estrogen dominance. And from that point, I just remember coming home researching. There was no podcasts at the time. And I just researched, I read research papers. I read blogs. I read everything. I wanted to know what estrogen dominant was. I wanted to know how best to reverse it. 
Um, she gave me some supplementation and I started taking uh, progesterone HRT and my symptoms pretty much alleviated themselves in like seven months. And the symptoms that I was experiencing was the weight gain, the puffiness. I couldn't sleep. My mind was racing. I was anxious. I was fucking paranoid as shit. Um, my gut was playing up. Like I didn't, I barely ever had bowel movements. Um, I was never calm. Like I was actually having panic attacks, which I'm not known for depressed, emotionally all over the place, like headaches. I had so many symptoms and pretty much within three to four months, all those symptoms alleviated themselves. The weight gain stopped. It didn't really go anywhere, but it definitely stopped. Um, and so I worked with her for about a year and then my weight wasn't really changing. And I was like, I feel it was like when I started taking the progesterone cream to me, it felt like too much and I was getting really watery. And so I decided, like, I tried to talk to her about it and she was like, no, continue, no, continue. She wouldn't listen to me. And so I was like, right, I'm going to stop it, which probably wasn't the smartest idea. But if someone is not listening to you and you know your own body, I just, I made that call. And so I stopped taking the progesterone and then all of a sudden I noticed I wasn't water anymore. My weight started to drop and respond properly. Um, and I actually managed to get like 10, 12 kilos off. And then we were going on a holiday. And so we went on our holiday and when I got back, and again, this is, this is the shit thing. And this is what I try and teach my clients is you have to learn to get to a point that you are happy, that you can manage and still have a lifestyle and have a, a life and a social life. And I was at that point, like I look back at photos now and I was just like 2017, I looked great. You know, I'd kind of overcome all the issues that I was having, but it wasn't enough for me. And I think the competing side of things, you know, you always think to yourself, I can be smaller. And that was just silly. Um, but I ended up going to a doctor on the Gold Coast who did peptides and I felt like there were red flags and I didn't see them. But anyway, this guy, he ran some bloods. He ran basically nothing and then was like, oh, I do peptides. So I'm going to give you these two peptides. And I asked, I remember asking him and be like, why these two? And he's like, oh, just trust me. <laughs> Famous last words. So the peptides that he gave me, I actually, so when I look at the labs from at the female clinic that I went to, my DHEAS, my androgen hormones, my yeah, one of my androgen hormones was through the roof at that point, along with the estrogen progesterone stuff. So because this idiot didn't run further labs and really understand how my body worked, he gave me peptides that upregulate androgens and I already had enough in my system. So my belief um, and from what I've seen over the last couple of years, I honestly believe that those peptides actually caused my PCOS to kind of um, exacerbate. So after I started taking the peptides, I started gaining weight again, but I started gaining weight just around like my midsection, like kind of like that tire look. Um, I would just constantly be hungry. My sugars were elevated. Um, and I just, again, like it didn't matter what I did, I couldn't gain weight. And so I stopped taking them after probably nine, 10 months. But at that point, like the damage was done. And I actually went back to see him and I rang the clinic and no one answered. 
So then I rang back like another two weeks later and it was like, unfortunately, the clinic is no longer like available or something. And I was like, what? And I somehow came across this, um, uh, this news story and it was like his nurse and him, like they were found for like misconduct or something. And so he was shut down and stripped of his doctor's license. So yeah, that was, that was great. Um, so at this point, I think it was like 28, end of 2018. And I was just, I just didn't know what to do anymore. And so I was on Instagram one day and I found, um, this person, Emily Dunk, Duncan, Emily Dunk. I think it's Emily Dunk. I know her Instagram is M underscore Dunk or something. And she had a podcast and she actually, like, she just had this post about like functional health and hormones. And so I listened to this podcast and, um, Vince Pitstick was a guest on the podcast and he was talking all about hormones. And so I looked up his company, Nutrition Dynamic, and I found my, on that page, I found my answers. Like I just, I looked at it and I was like, I need to work with this company. I didn't know if they worked with Australians because they are US based And I rang up, I got assigned to a coach and I worked with Sally, my coach for about four or five months. And in that four or five months, I learned so much. My body, I managed to lose weight for the first time in like a year and a half with her. Um, And it was just understanding how the body worked and the physiology behind the body and supporting, you know, the detoxifications of excess hormones out of your body and all this kind of stuff. So I ended up coaching uh, for a couple of months and then um, I can't remember what happened. I, I did finish coaching for a little bit. I Something happened and I can't remember what it was. It might have been like we were moving house or we, we, had, we had a lot of financial stuff going on. And so I pulled back on coaching. And then in 2019, I saw a post and they were doing their online coach search. And I thought, you know what? I'd finished my degree. So somewhere around 2017, I'd finished my degree in exercise science. I majored in cardiac science and I went and did uh, my placement and I did a couple of weeks in a, in a cardiac scientist job. And I thought I was going to love it. And I didn't, I was just like, I don't want to be clinical. This isn't for me. I don't know what I'm going to use my degree for now. So I got my degree. I had my cert three and four in personal training. So I had um, extensive knowledge in personal training But I knew that hormones, like I remember when I went, so I actually deferred uni for about two years after um, back in like 2012, 2013, when I went through all that crap. And I remember when I went back to uni, I didn't have to redo anatomy and physiology because I'd already done them and passed them. But when I went back, I was like, no, I want to understand physiology on such a complex level. So I think I did I didn't redo anatomy. I did, I redid physiology one. I redid physiology two. I did advanced physiology. And then there was an even more advanced thing of physiology, which was like well and truly out of pocket. Um, But I wanted to understand exactly how the body worked. So I had my degree at this point. I had my certificates and I just went, this is, I know in my heart, this is what I want. Um, And so I applied, I became a coach And I worked there for three years under the best mentorship. I learned so much. And the thing is, is like, yes, you can go and do a course and you can learn stuff, but we all know when you're learning and you apply that practically, 
that's where the magic happens. Um, And so for three years, I worked for the biggest health coaching company in the States. And I just, I learned so much information and, you know, I really got to understand like how protocols work, how herbs work, supplementation, different styles of training, different styles, um, different styles of nutrition plans. And I really found that I had a love and a niche for helping women with estrogen dominance because I've been there and I know the pain. PCOS, because everybody thinks that it's this blanket syndrome when it's not. Like there's four different types of PCOS. And so when someone comes and works with me, I don't go, you've got PCOS. I go, let's figure out what type of PCOS. Is it adrenal? Is it post pill? Um, is it inflammatory or is it traditional? Like you, and that's the thing with my business, I want to make sure that what we're doing is working exactly for you. Um, and that's what my three years taught me doing. It was, I, I guess you could call it an internship. Um, but you know, like, so I now have my foundational knowledge of how the body works through my degree. And then I've applied three years of functional coaching. Um, and then I decided to get my functional coaching certificate, um, and my sports nutritionist certificate so that, you know, I can actually appropriately write meal plans and macros and all of that kind of stuff. Crazy that you spend four years doing a degree in human physiology and you're technically not covered for writing meal plans. <laughs> but anyway, so, you know, I've spent the last, so my four year degree, my three, I've spent the last eight years educating myself on hormones. And it's funny because, you know, I remember something Vince always used to say to us is that you really don't get it until you get to the three year mark. And I, you know, I'm now over the three year hump and I do get it. And that really does resonate. And I think there are a lot of coaches now learning hormones and I love it, but there is so much that goes into it. And just because you might go and do, you know, an eight or a 10 week course, you're not, you know, it's, it's so much more in depth than that. And I really, I love the fact that there are coaches now wanting to learn that stuff and invest in it because hormones is the future. Like we live in a stressed out environment with foods that are not nutrient dense. Um, what else? We're living in this social media age where, you know, we want to look like every influencer that we follow. And so we're doing, crazy training programs. And we have doctors who are telling us to, you know, do an 800 calorie diet. I've had clients literally come to me and say, oh, my doctor told me I need to do 800 calories. That's the only way I'm going to lose weight. Um, You know, diabetes is more prevalent today. Like hormones really is the way of the future and understanding how hormones work and how people's hormones work is just so, so crucial. And so, you know, I, I guess, as a coach, if you know that you have some functional issues and you know that you have some hormonal problems, please be very picky with who you choose to deal with your hormones because it literally can be as simple. So perfect example, the doctor that I went to, a doctor who should understand how peptides work in the body, gave me a peptide and created an issue that I now have to live with for the rest of my life. So I think I, I'm, I would be 99.99% sure. Um, but be very picky because 
Even herbal supplements can do damage if they're not the right ones for you. Um, and so, you know, I, I just, I can't, <laughs> I can't say that enough really. Um, but so now I guess I kind of just want to give a bit of an overview because I've never really touched on like where I'm currently at at the moment because I've gone through all these hormone issues and I'm now, you know, coaching people through their own hormone issues. So currently my labs still look like shit. (laughs) My labs are all still really high, but the beneficial thing is, is that I have a regular cycle now. I am basically 26 days on the dot. I ovulate, so I make progesterone. I don't experience fatigue anymore. I don't feel moodiness or depressed. I still get a couple of days around day 20 to 21 of my cycle where I get a little bit low, um, but that can that can be a range of different things. It can be because that's when your hormones are kind of hitting their peak and starting to drop off. Um, I'm not emotional. I have no brain fog. Um, I sleep like a baby. Uh, what else? I'm, and I recover so much better from training. Um, so all of my symptoms have fixed themselves. And to be honest, I think that's one of the reasons why I haven't tried to tackle my own health, my own hormones for such a long time is because I've been living symptom free. And that is one of the things I strive for with my clients first and foremost is to get them symptom free. Because if you're symptom free, you can live your life, you know, you can go to work, you can be a mum, you can do all of that without having to worry about debilitating fatigue or headaches or anything like that. Um, but it was this year that I was kind of like the weight that I gained from my hormones. And this is me being very vulnerable because I'm not great about talking about this. Um, because I, I literally feel like I should be walking the walk and I am now, Um, But the reason I wasn't was because I was so busy. I was taking on too many clients because I wanted to help other people because I know what that feeling is like. And I just, I overexerted myself. And so the beginning of this year, I pulled my client load down and I decided to focus on myself and I hired a coach, Blake, you're amazing. Um, I worked with him um, with Nutrition Dynamic and with Blake's help, like I know all of this stuff, but having somebody else look at your case um, and kind of give you a different perspective is really so important. Coaches need coaches. Um, And so I've been working with Blake to deal with um, pretty much the only symptom that I still have is I'm, I hold a lot of water. Like I, I get really bad water retention and the weight loss resistance. And so working with him, you know, we've put a lot of protocols in place and I've been sticking to it and putting myself first and I'm finally dropping weight for the first time in a long time. The water retention has definitely gone down, which is fantastic. Um, And yeah, it's just, it's, I guess it's just nice to be focusing on myself and doing the stuff that I ask my clients to do day in, day out. And also knowing that it's so important to show up for yourself and not just your clients, because you can't feel from an empty cup, which is what I constantly tell, you know, my clients, especially ones that are moms or have families. And so finally, walking the walk after a very long time. Um, But I'm really excited for this. And I think one of the other reasons I wanted to verbalize it was because 
when you put something out there and you tell people, you know, you're so much more likely to, to stick to it. And I, I really, I really want this for myself because like I said, I've kind of sat my needs off to the side for a while because I wasn't dealing with any symptoms that caused any issues for me. Like weight loss resistance is, it, it, it makes you feel shitty, but it's not a symptom that kind of gets in the way of your day-to-day stuff. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where I'm at at the moment. So gratefully, not too many symptoms. The symptoms I do have, I'm slowly working through and I will continue to chip away at them. Um, unfortunately, I will be stopping coaching with Blake um, in the next little bit, but I've decided to put myself through my own process because I do have something very exciting in the works um, coming in the next couple of months, which should make health coaching more affordable to more people. And I want to play guinea pig before I put it out there. So that's kind of the next phase for me. Um, But I guess to kind of just wrap up this episode, like we all have a place that we've come from. And the thing is, is that so many people say to me, like, how do I end up with hormone issues? Like I eat so well. And it's like, yeah, but hormones are genetics plus environment plus stress plus history and it's that history that matters the most like if you have spent years yo-yo dieting restriction uh like restricting um overtraining or super stressed out or undersleeping or anything like that and then let's say even 2 3 years you you know you that stopped 2 3 years ago your body still remembers that. So as soon as you try and do a cut or a deficit, your body goes, holy crap, hell no, we're not doing this again, puts the brakes on the metabolism and just it it goes into survival mode. So, you know, there's very much a system and a process to work through with the body to, first of all, you know, make sure that you've got a really good foundation you've got your calories up nice and high and you've done, you know, like a solid, you know, reverse, or you've had your calories up for a little bit. And then, you know, we work on gut symptoms or gut issues. We work on hormones and then we tackle the weight loss, you know, then we tackle a deficit and see how your body responds. But it's not just one thing. It is accumulation of multiple things over a multiple period of time. And I always say to my clients, unfortunately, functional health is not an eight-week program or an eight-week challenge. It never will be. Um, It is a marathon. It is not a sprint. And it is because you normally or a lot of clients come to me with three years, four years of absolutely abusing their body. You can't expect in eight, 10 weeks for your body to completely flip on that. It takes a while. And so that's how I kind of look at it as well Is like, I put my body under so much pressure and stress for like four or five years. Yes, I've been chipping away at my, uh, my symptoms and my issues, but I haven't fully committed to it. And even though I'm fully committed to it now and have been for like the last two or three months, it's still not going to be where I want it to be in six months. It's probably going to take 12 to 18 months to get where I want to go. But I'm in this for the long haul and this is long-term success. And the thing is, is that I'm setting myself up so that I never have to go through this again. And that's exactly what I do with my clients as well. So I'm going to wrap this episode up. 
Um, but I hope that even just sharing my story with you guys and just, I guess, just being really vulnerable just kind of lets you know that, first of all, if you're a client of mine and didn't know my backstory, I've been there. I I know it. Like I know the pain. I know the confusion. Like I've been there. Um, and I guess for other people listening who might not be coaching with me or, you know, don't, you know, not, not coaching with someone else or is experiencing these symptoms, you're not alone. There are so many people going through this. And if you think to yourself, "Mm, this doesn't feel normal, it probably isn't. And the biggest lesson to take away from this is to keep going until you have the answers that you want to something, you know, your body better than anybody else. And you are the one that can drive that journey forward. So that is my takeaway message. Thank you so much for joining me guys um, and hearing me talk about all about myself for 45 minutes. I promise I will have an educational episode back uh, in the next two weeks, but thank you for tuning in and I will talk to you guys later. Thank you for joining me on another episode on the Aligned AF podcast. If you're enjoying the episodes, please share and tag me on Instagram as I love to see it. Also, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on whichever streaming platform you use to make sure you don't miss an episode. Have a question? I'm always here for a chat. You'll find my Instagram handle in the show notes below. Please drop me a message. Until next time. Bye, guys.